0: Hi, everyone. This is Anika with the Dare to Try podcast. I just wanted to let you know before we get started in this awesome episode, we will be talking about some triggering things in regards to sexual abuse and child abuse. And I know that that can be hard to hear for some people. And so while listening to these sensitive subjects, we just wanted to give that warning out there, but go ahead and keep listening for a really awesome podcast where we talk about amazing things and how we are learning and growing and daring each other to live outside our comfort zone.
1: Hello and welcome back to another week of the Dare to Try podcast. So uh, as a big reminder, uh, the dare last week was, what is your favorite book? We dare you to take 100, not 101, not 99, 100 (laughs) steps in a library or bookstore of your choice in any direction and borrow a book from that spot. Then read it throughout the week and share what you learned. So how was your week?
0: I'll go first. (laughs) So um, I had challenge after challenge. So first of all, the library in my little town of Rigby is not open. It's like open two times a week while I'm at work. So couldn't go to that one. Then I went to the Idaho Falls library and they wouldn't let me get a library card because I'm not, I don't live in this County. And so then I was texting my coworker and I said, can I borrow your library card? And she said, yeah. And she sent me a picture of the barcode and, and like the password and and all the numbers and everything thinking I could use that. So then I do go to the library and go with my kids and the Idaho Falls library has a massive Entrance. You go in and then has a long ramp and another ramp. And then there's a lot of steps. So by the time I'm actually to like inside the library where there might start being books, I've already reached 80 steps. And I had decided I wanted to go upstairs because that's where the nonfiction was. And I wanted to try to get to the nonfiction area. So I already passed the kids section. So I couldn't I could, I only had like 15 steps to spare. So I could go 15 steps back and try to get to the kids section, but I wouldn't have made it or take 15 steps up and I wouldn't have made it because the ramp is so big. And so I was literally taking massive steps and it was fine because I had my kids with me. So I don't think people were too phased by it. because I was just going one, two, three, (laughs) and taking huge steps all around library. And I still... Did not make it. So I ended up having to count another 100 because I was just thinking, well, what else can I do? I could start back at the beginning of the library and count 100 again from the entrance and then maybe get a kid book. But I just thought, well, I'm already up this ramp. So I'm going to, I'm just going to count 100 again. And so I counted 100 again. And then Keilani was like, not that way, mom. And I was like, okay. So then I turned the other way or I would backtrack and go like if i was at 85 steps i would go 84 83 82 and then go again 83 84 because she wanted me to go a different way i finally ended up in the nonfiction section which was good because i didn't know if i was actually going to be in that right section and i had no idea i don't know how to navigate this library so I, it was it was mostly random and i got to an area and i said okay 100 and I was in between two bookshelves. And so I was thinking, okay, I could look what's right in front of me or I could do something right behind me. Cause I was just, it was all right in that section, right? So I'm looking at the books and I grabbed one and it was about teaching. And I was just thinking, I really don't want to learn about teaching right now. <laughs> and I could and have, I could have just gone with that, but I'm like, uh, let's just see what else. So I turn around and the first book I pick say okay I'm gonna go with this one and it could have not been more um how do I say this uh, like coincidental because I'm getting involved in um trafficking and learning about this anti-trafficking movements and what grooming is this book was called grooming and so it was heavy and I started reading it and it was basically all about the what grooming looked like, what it means, what it looked like, how people don't know what it is. And it was personal accounts. And one of the stories, and before I get into that, I, um, I couldn't check it out because the library card I got from my co- coworker wasn't working. <laughs> so luckily there's fish in a pond at the bottom of the library. That's why it's also so big. They just have like a big entrance. It's really cool. And so my kids played and they were like splashing these fish and throwing rocks in this little pond inside the library. And I just sat there and read cause they were occupied. So I was thinking, well, I can't check it out. I probably don't have time to go somewhere else. This week is busy with business stuff. And so I just read as much as I could for like an hour right there. <laughs> and it was, intense it basically was a story of a 12 year old girl who had a math teacher who gained the trust of the community and her parents and they loved him they loved him and trusted him so much that they dropped her off at his house for tutoring and he had a daughter too and they they just felt so good about him that you know they wouldn't even think is like that type of person that you would say oh Jim, oh, he would never do that. But he was that type of person. And slowly but surely, he started getting gifts for this girl, which is part of the grooming process. And she had come from divorced parents, which is like a target for these types of people because they can they are already vulnerable. And so this guy swoops in and seems like the hero, the adult hero in her life. And so this book just broke it down of everything of what grooming is, how slow it is, how it happens and how you just, you don't see it coming and who these types of people pry on. So it just was like, oh, it was so, it was so intense. It was so intense, but I'm glad I I learned because I have children. And this is, has a special place in my heart to understand so I can keep an eye out for other vulnerable youth as well.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, Annika, so heavy. Um, I, uh, I really appreciate you sharing the book that you chose. And even though it's a heavy topic, Um, going into detail, because this is a topic that people don't
0: talk about. Oh, it's really important to understand for if you have any children or youth in your life to understand what that looks like. And it can be family members. It absolutely can be. It can be priests, ministers, and bishops. It can be your neighbor and not to scare anyone because there's a lot of amazing people out there. And there's a lot of people who don't do that and will stand up for it but it's important to be aware of what grooming is and how slow it really is. And you can't be too careful when it comes to children.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I can appreciate that. And just because someone does show you or your children attention does not mean that they're trying to groom you, but it's important to be educated and it's important to have boundaries. Um, ultimately, it is your family unit and that's why I'm such an advocate of going and creating your own family, your own life, because no one else can be an expert on that, but you.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Anika. So clearly you learned a lot and um, thank you for bringing it onto this podcast. Uh, I, um, I'll go next. I didn't have, a. Uh, You know, little kids that I had to take with me, but I did have a busy week. And so I wanted to make sure that I made it to the library with plenty of time. And there's a library here in Denver that is right off Arapahoe Road that's called the Castle Library. And I've been wanting to go inside of it because (laughs) it looks like a castle. And so I was like, okay, this is my perfect excuse. I'm going to go to this library. So I walk up and automatically I walk up and there's this beautiful like book pickup where you can like book lockers where you can pick up books and there's this woman in this like multicolored dress and it's all just very picturesque and I took a picture uh and I was like oh I just I love this whole scene and I'm just walking in just enjoying my whole like library feel I walk into the main entrance and I look up and there's They look like those cranes, you know, the paper folded cranes, and it just looks so inviting and colorful. And I love learning, and I love books. And I was so happy I was at the library, and so I walk right up to the front desk, and I'm like, "Hi," and like, "Hi," I was like, "I was just wondering where is," and then I stopped and realized I probably shouldn't ask where things are because I need to go a hundred steps and not be influenced. And so I said, actually, I've never been here before, but that's a good thing. Don't tell me where anything is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she probably thought you were crazy. Where's <laughs>
1: guy, The guy, he just looked at me and smiled and he goes, you let me know if you need a tour or anything. And I was like, okay. Oh. So then I like walk up right to the threshold and like, this is where I'm going to start counting. And I'm like taking a deep breath and I'm so excited. Meanwhile, people are walking in and out and they're like, who is this girl? Like having trouble, like crossing the threshold. (laughs) And I was like, okay, let's go. And so I start down, you know, the, it's a circular library. So it's, it looks like a castle because it looks like one tower of a a, of a castle and so i walk on the outside well it's on the outside barrier of the inside so i start walking and i see okay so there's a little cafe and there's a bookstore and there's a study area and there's the children's section and i stop at like 20 steps and i go "Mm, children's section no that's not where we're going. And so I walk a couple more steps and I pass the DVDs and the movies and the VHS tapes, who knew they still have VHS tapes at the library. And I'm at like 60 steps and I go, Hmm. Okay. Fiction, nonfiction. No, don't look, don't look, just walk. So then I walk I tried to go as far out as I could, but I, I was going in the nonfiction section and ultimately came into these uh, bookshelves that kind of winded at about step like 75 or so. And I said, okay, we're just going to wind in and out of the shelves and just see where we end up. And there's little markers like cooking, yoga, business, politics. I'm like, don't look, don't look. Don't look, we're gonna let the universe call to us. And I had a question in mind. I decided the question in my head that I would like answered by this book that will be delivered into my hands shall be, how do I focus? How do I focus? I have a million businesses I'm starting. There's a million things I want to accomplish. And I just listened to a podcast with uh, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett that said the secret to success is focus. And so I just wanted to focus. And so finally, as I'm walking and taking my steps, I pause at step 90 because there's a fork in the road and I have to decide which way I'm going to go. And right at step 90 is a book that's called distracted oh cool and i was like distracted but why yes that is me (laughs) and i i pick up the book and i'm reading it and it says why students can't focus and what you can do about it and so it's for teachers and uh, students who have a hard time paying attention, attention deficit disorders, and all the distractions that we have in our society. And I pick it up and I hug it. And then I realize I'm only at step 90. (laughs) (laughs) So I take the book and I put it back on the shelf and I decide I'm gonna go left because when everyone's going right I like to go left. So I go left on this bookshelf and I take my last final steps. And in my last final steps there's a man who's over there munching like Cheetos and on his computer aware that I'm counting my steps out loud cuz I don't know <laughs> how to count in my head and he's watching me and I go don't don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. You have 10 steps. So I take my last final steps and at, um, 100 steps, I close my eyes cause I'm looking down and I look up and the book that I found is called being human.
0: Oh, what's it about?
1: So this book is about a, uh, a 40,000 years of consciousness so this man wrote this very fascinating book Charles Foster also the author of being a beast which I'm going to have to check out, but he talks about basically the inception of man as cavemen. And what it looked like to be a caveman and what it looked like to be a hunter gatherer. And then what it looked like to be a man during uh, the enlightenment and when Christianity came around and what it looked like when uh, medieval times and he goes through what it is like to be a human throughout the entire course of history and what we believe to be true constantly got degraded and rebuilt back up. Yeah, it was um, really interesting. I haven't finished it, it's a, quite a thick book, but he speaks on so many things. He talks about you know, the theory of relativity and time. He talks about getting dressed up to go to special occasion. I mean, it's all of the human experience. And I really loved that because I often define myself as a dancer and not being human at all. And really everything that we experience is part of this mass experiment and how each one of us are experiencing it completely different.
2: I absolutely love that. That is a thought that has been on my mind a lot for years. Like I remember, I think, writing you a letter one time um, about how I thought I was kind of living in a life like the Truman Show. And I was like, I swear I'm in the Truman Show. I swear everybody's watching me. This life is fake. It's everything is organized a certain way. Like it's not real. Um, And I've gotten away from that mindset but this life is an experiment. And it just feels weird how sometimes certain things just fall into your lap and it's meant to be that way. But then when things get really hard, then I realize like, no, this is, this is real life. Real life is hard, you know, so.
1: But it's also glorious.
0: It is. We should do a poll to see how many people have felt like their life was like the Truman show at least one time in their life. It is just an experiment, I guess. (laughs) It it really is.
1: And I think that's what makes finding um, a tribe and soul friend, so magic is it's easy to feel crazy. It's easy to feel strange for having these random thought experience uh, experiments and going down these roads. Like I, I had a friend call me and said, I've been thinking about something and it's very strange, but I know you would understand. Can I talk to you about it? And how comforting that she imagined if she was a vegetable, what her life cycle would look like and what her purpose is. And it's so strange, but I loved it. I'm like, yes, let's talk about how you thought you were a carrot and what your life looked like. And I loved that. I love that conversation. (laughs) And I love that I have people in my life who don't think I'm strange for having those same random thoughts.
0: Oh, we think you're strange, but we like it. <laughs> no, but I love that you're open about
2: it because we all, like you said, we all have these strange thoughts, but the more yeah. we talk about it, the less strange it is. Mm-hmm. You know, like we think it's strange and then we might suppress those feelings and then someone else talks about it. And our initial thought might be to judge them or to help them suppress their those feelings as well. But the yeah. truth is, we had those feelings and thoughts before. So why suppress them? Why not talk about them?
1: Absolutely. It's that mental uh, wellness and awareness piece. So with that, Johanna, would you like to talk about your week, your book and your experiment?
2: Yeah. um, I want to talk about it because (laughs) it's funny that you both avoided the children's section when that was the spot I had straight for. I was like, I don't want to read anything else. Children's books are way more entertaining than anything else. No, um, but I went, I went because I wanted to go for my kids. I did bring my kids, like Anika, but I wanted to get a new book. I wanted to get something a little more adventurous for them. I like switching things up and getting new things. And so we headed straight for the children's section. And I was seeing some books. I saw some books like that I didn't want to read or introduce to my kids. And um, they were just entertained by all these other toys. And we didn't go to the library because our library just recently got demolished. Uh, oh yeah they're they're rebuilding it but it's going to take it like a year or so so i'm like bookstore it is um so we went to the bookstore and with the bookstore comes really fun things not just books but toys activities all kinds of stuff and it was really adventurous but that created some distractions for my kids and so i was very gung-ho on finding a book for them but ended up finding a book that i liked for myself
0: (laughs) Did you do the
2: hundred steps? Of course I did the hundred steps, but I definitely kept walking <laughs> until I got to the area I wanted. <laughs> so you did a hundred times three?
0: <laughs> More like Are you, three. You did like three loops of like 33 steps or something is what you're about saying? That. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got, yeah. I got
2: to the area and I, I had only been about 50 steps and it was like baby books and I'm like okay this is a total 10 words in this book I need something (laughs) and so I kept walking um and then it got to like a learning section of toys and like Melissa and Doug toys and I'm like these are not books I need to turn around so it was a little adventurous trying to find the section I needed um but I found this book I found it for my daughters because there's a picture of a princess and the book was pink and it was sparkly and all three of us loved that so I was like we are going to love this and I start reading it to my oldest daughter and like after three pages she was out she left and then my next daughter comes over and so I was like oh I'll read to you one page she's out and I was like I'll read this to myself. And I did, but I loved it. It was called The Very Fairy Princess. And it is written by uh, Julie Andrews.
0: Um, Oh, cool. um,
2: And I love her. She's great. I love her especially um, because her personality is very classy, but she is like an exception to everything. And that's what this book exactly is. And that's how I feel like all of our personalities are. I think we get it from mom too, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's this page that talks about her brother, and she says that my brother says that princesses shouldn't wear sneakers, and this princess, she wears a pink dress and a crown wherever she goes, and then she puts on sneakers, and her brother's like, princesses don't wear sneakers, and she's like, how else am I supposed to fly, (laughs) and fly like you're wearing sneakers, and she's like, yes, because when i I am late for the bus. You best be believing I'm flying to catch that (laughs) butt. and sneakers are the best way to do it. And her brother says that princesses don't have scabs on their knees. And she's like, well, when I'm flying, sometimes I fall and that's how I get my scabs. And that's okay. And then I love that she said that everything, or she says that princesses are practical. And I said yes, absolutely. So when she explains her crown, her dress, her sneakers, she also explains her fairy wings that she has, um, that she doesn't actually use to fly to catch the bus. She uses her sneakers for that. Um, (laughs) she, she explained that sometimes she would fall asleep at dinner time. She's like, well, I need to recharge so that I can keep being a princess. Um, or that she would go catch frogs because one of them just might be a prince. And I'm a princess and that makes sense. Mm. And when you would think, like from a princess perspective, princesses shouldn't be wearing sneakers, they shouldn't be catching frogs, they shouldn't be falling asleep at the dinner table. But she had a reason behind everything. And I was like, yes, absolutely. And I want this book for my daughters. Um, I didn't get it because it's actually kind of expensive. Um, so I put it on my birthday list. (laughs) Um, but I loved it because that is exactly how life is. I feel like so many times we get caught in like, this is the stereotype that I fit in, or these are the rules I'm supposed to follow. And you can't break away from that, but there's a reason and a purpose for everything. Um, for example, like the rules and laws of this like of driving you're supposed to you know stop at a red light stop at a stop sign but what if someone is about to hit me you know I'm going to swerve and I might end up diving into the cornfield next to me because I live by farm farms here um (laughs) but technically that's breaking the law because you shouldn't be driving in a cornfield but (laughs) the exception is I'm avoiding and I'm keeping safe and you know that's a funny silly example but that's just think about it for your life how many times are we making the exceptions and there are rules not to keep you in line and in order it's supposed to help you be a better person so go ahead walk to the beat of your own drum Mm. that's okay
0: it kind of reminds me of um sorry Britannia kind of reminds me of Phoebe on the show Friends and how she would run and Rachel's like you don't run like that you look stupid and she's like ah and she just her arms are going everywhere and Phoebe just says well this is way more fun and she just she Phoebe was a really awesome example of a character that of someone who beats their own drum and eventually at the end of the episode Rachel would run like that too and I think she said something like it is more fun or something like that and so people create these dumb rules that aren't actually rules I remember somebody in college said like I kept saying I love this song I love this food I love this movie and they said Annika, you don't love everything. You can't possibly love everything. Like you're too positive or something like that, which is so stupid to say to somebody, you can't be too positive. But I almost got offended, but then I thought, I don't care if you think I love too many things. This is really how I feel. So people have these weird insecurities and they create these rules like princesses can't wear sneakers which is maybe for themselves because they are not confident to do it for themselves, but really it's not a rule for society. It's just their own insecurity shining through. Oh, 100%,
1: 100%. You know, Jason and I were going to go out to dinner on Friday, spontaneous, you know, local taco place by our house. And I didn't want to get ready. I was in like workout clothes, yoga clothes and he's like, no, you have to get ready. And I was like, okay, fine. So I shower, I change, I get ready. And I come out with like these like baggy mom jeans, a crop top, my black bra hanging out, and a baseball cap. And I was like, all right, I'm ready. And he's like, what, what is this? What are you wearing? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Let's go. And he's like, no, we are not. Can you age like 10 years? What are you <laughs> wearing? And I was like, fine. So I turn around and I change and I put on, um, different like tight jeans and a sparkly top hat and I come out and I go, okay, I'm ready. And he's like, what is happening? Are you serious? Are you serious right now? And my thought was I was serious with the first outfit. You didn't like it. So yeah, I'm serious with this one too. And he's like, no, can you not? I'm like, fine. So I go back in. I take off the the tight jeans. I leave the sparkly hat on and put on a blazer and nothing else. And I go, okay, now I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> this is not happening. <laughs> it is canceled. We're not going
0: out. <laughs> and well, you are like, like, "Why? Is it because I'm wearing nothing under?" <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so even though it's a silly
1: example, you know, he had it in his eye uh, in head in his head that you don't wear those type of outfits in public. You don't look like this on a date. And to me, clothes are an expression of oneself and I am so many different things. And so I love the idea of getting dressed up in any type of outfit for any reason especially if it's contrary to what everyone else is doing and so I love that princess book Johanna I love the idea of encouraging our daughters and our sons and the people we interact with that some rules are meant to be broken
0: Mm -hmm. exactly what a fun dare I hope this is one that we relive again because look how different of the things that we learned because of the randomness of it. And it's just, I love it. I really hope we do do it again. <laughs> we shall, we shall. And it got
1: me into the library. I found another book and I'm excited about reading called the power of clarity, unleash the true potential of workplace productivity, confidence and empowerment. And I, I really want to go back to get my master's degree in industrial psychology And this is the type of a book that will help me see if that's something that I really want to do. So um, I love books. I love the library. I love (laughs) the dare. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for participating, guys. Girl, I got you. So with that, I would like to throw out our new dare. But before we do that, I wanted to ask you, when was the last time you created something just to create it, not dinner to feed your kids, not a marketing presentation to show at work, not a play to show to the lacrosse girls, but when did you create something
0: just to create? This is a difficult question because as a type three, which I've mentioned before, Carol Tuttle has four energy types and as a type three, we do things with purpose. Like there always has to be something with results and to like get things done. So it's difficult for me to just enjoy the journey or just to relax for the sake of relaxing. Like when I'm at the beach, I'm digging holes because it's like a purpose. Like I don't, I don't just sit and tan. Like maybe that's some type three's purpose is tanning, but to me, it's like, I got to accomplish something. So it's difficult to create just for the sake of creating, but I will say the closest thing that I had was recently I was creating designs. I had to create uh, thank you cards for my position right now. I'm the marketing director, Anderson Hicks, and I created thank you cards and I loved the way I designed it. And I was having so fun designing it. And I decided I want this on a shirt. And so I went to my, my drop shipping business where I upload uh, designs to shirts and products and things like that, and I started tweaking with it just for fun. When I could have been doing so many other things, this wasn't bringing me any money. There wasn't really a purpose behind it. I mean, I w- I would like to make sales on it, but it was really because it was fun and I liked the way it looked. And then I thought, oh, this would actually look better on my wall because I have blue in my carpet, and I would love this design really large on my wall. So then I was thinking of creating a canvas print of that. So it still had a purpose to like decorate my office or the thank you cards or the shirts. So that's, that's the closest. I, don't, I honestly can't remember the last time I created to just create. So. I'll tell you, the
2: last time that I thought I was being creative was with my makeup and it did not go well. And I keep on experiencing it. I'm like, oh, I have a few extra minutes to do my makeup. I usually do my makeup almost the same way every day because it's fast and I like the way it looks. But when I have a few extra minutes, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do a little extra eyeliner. Maybe I'll do a fun color of eyeshadow or or a a more, I don't don't wear blush and so maybe I'll do a little blush and I come out looking kind of like a clown and I don't (laughs) like it. And I just end up washing my whole face (laughs) and wear makeup for that day. I'm just like um sometimes being creative is not my thing. Oh no,
1: but that's so fun because I've I've done that. I love playing with makeup though I don't give myself enough time to do it. And the last time I played with my makeup in but not in an obvious way is I took my eyeliner and darkened certain moles on my face. <laughs> just to see, just to see what it would look like. And I remember i remember jason coming home because you know with foundation you've hidden you've hidden a lot of your you know facial features that make you stand out so a lot of my freckles and stuff are hidden well, i can't stop laughing well i have random moles that are just darkened on my face and jason just looks at me and he's like what's different What happened here so i'm like what don't you think i look pretty he's like i don't know
2: <laughs> <laughs> i remember i remember i was like eight or something and i wasn't we weren't allowed to like shave our legs until until we were 12 which really bothered me but <laughs> i wasn't allowed to pernya you're what, eight years older than me, so you were already well ahead of me in the shaving, and I go into your bathroom to shower, I'm like, ooh, a razor, I've never held one of these, and I'm like, all right, I've seen in the movies how they do this, and I remember starting at my ankle, going all the way up my leg, and I was like, this feels nice, and then going, oh, <laughs> the and then shaved half <laughs> of my eyebrow, and I was like, oh no. I don't think I was supposed to do that. I knew where you kept your makeup. Again, was eight, I was not allowed to wear makeup. Didn't know how to use that either. And I go through your makeup, try to find something that matched the color of my eyebrow. And I start like filling it in. I had to walk through the living room across everybody who's watching TV. And good thing my eyebrow was on the opposite side of them. I don't know if anyone ever noticed that half my eyebrow was missing for probably two or three weeks, but no one said anything and I really appreciated it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. I love that. I
2: don't know. I don't know if being creative is a good thing, Britannia.
1: You know <laughs> what? We need time
2: and space to be
1: creative. And, you know, just like we found in our podcast when we used to rush these and go, okay, quick agenda, what's the dare? Let's do it. What's the truth? Let's move through it. There was no flow and there was no space to create these moments. And we often are busy trying to have a purpose, accomplish something. What do we have to do that we're not giving ourselves space to have these magical moments? So with that, now you can go through and shave half your face and (laughs) makeup if that's what you want to do or annika if you want to do your your drop shipping and create these designs for your house absolutely but the goal this week the dare is we are artists and you can choose any medium you like clay paper mache paint uh, pencils crayons whatever you want, maybe you're going to sew a new dress, but you're going to create for creation's sake, not because your work told you to create a new design, Johanna, not because you have to put a project together for the lacrosse girls, but we're going to create just to allow a space and time to allow the energy to flow and to see what happens.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I accept this dare. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but it's probably going to end up something like Ross playing the keyboard on the show Friends, if you remember that. I
1: hope, I hope it's like Ross playing the keyboard on this show Friends, because I am down for some helicopter sounds and horns and cows, all of it. I am here for it. Cool. Okay. So, um, any questions about that dare? Nope. I'm excited. Let's get to it. Yeah. Let's have fun with it. And just know that you don't have to, the first time you sit down to create, maybe something doesn't come out, give yourself several spaces of time to just see what comes up and maybe you paint something and it looks awful. Don't throw it away. Maybe, you uh, decide that you don't want to paint, you want to do something else. Just stop overbooking yourself and only doing things to accomplish other things. And let's just enjoy the creative process. Sounds good. I'm down. Me too. Hey. Okay. okay. With that... It has been another week of the Dare to Try podcast. You never know what we're going to talk about. This is the podcast where we tell the truth and we dare ourselves and each other to step out of our comfort zone, to live our best life and to share our journey along the way.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.